All right, we are live. Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Allie and Dan podcast. Welcome back. Welcome to you, I must say. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, welcome to you. Uh, we've got Mike. Mike's working properly. We are still in McCall, Idaho, finishing up our month-long house sit here. That's been going absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it is. We have two more nights, which is pretty crazy. I am... I've enjoyed our time and I'm very grateful for it, but I am sincerely looking forward to a change of scenery mm. because that means, uh, well, uh, I guess we're just getting closer to the baby being here. Wow. Yeah, it feels uh, feels pretty pretty surreal to be heading into September, almost done with summer. I always look forward to summer because it's probably my favorite time of year, but then towards the end of summer, I'm always like, I'm ready for like, sweatshirt weather weather and like you know the holidays are always nice i am always what ready for sweatshirt weather i i like summer don't get me wrong i i just don't like the hot hot summer i do prefer winter over summer but um yeah just could deal with like i don't know anything below 80 Mm -hmm. and anywhere and everywhere Mm -hmm. in life that's what makes Baja so nice during the winter is it's always like 75, it's, sunny it's during the day, windy. super and tolerable because then at night it, it cools. cools down because it's desert. I know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for a place to go in the winter and you've never been, I think driving the Baja Peninsula is one of the best ways to spend uh, couple weeks up to a couple months depending on how much time you can get away with and um you know what your schedule looks like for sure so we we are uh heading out from here to hood river for two nights or so we'll see maybe just yeah i guess two nights it is two nights at first yeah so dan uh was on crutches when we left hood river in may mm. may Mm-hmm. And so it's actually quite interesting. We might need to go visit the e- the site of the... Well, hopefully I'll be kiting there, making my comeback. Oh, uh, well, the Van Fam kind of agreed with me that maybe that's not quite the best thing. I know, but it, the situation has um, intensified in terms of what I foresee myself doing. Van Fam, secretly you can help you can join me in wishing for there being no wind because if there's <laughs> no wind, Dan can't kite. It's going to be Labor Day weekend too, leading into Labor Day weekend, which is always crazy with all the uh, all the people around and yeah. kite disasters and all sorts of stuff. We'll see what happens. You know, I, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure it's a good idea with your back throwing these. Back's good. I'm just going to pump swell and just cruise around on the board. Well, I think it's important also to visit because something has happened to that boat. Yes, that's a big development. We got pictures from friends that the boat has been flipped, so it's no longer kind of suctioned into the sand. And as far as I know, it's still in the water, but the engine looked like it was like right off to the side of it, and it's in a few feet of water, so it's easy to get back onto shore. So yeah, it'll be cool. It doesn't look mobile, but it is, yeah, it's flipped and it's, I don't know, we'll have to get some footage and go check it out ourselves, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, hopefully it doesn't, there's no wind and then we don't have to worry about Dan kiting. (laughs) I don't think so, Van Fam. Um, No, we don't know what's going to happen yet. But yeah, that's the next. And then of course, you guys know if you, we we don't want to touch on this too much because we went over it all on Sunday Night Live with you guys, but then we're heading to Hawaii, and that's going to be a really fun adventure because I think we're going to be able to make some good t- content. Definitely. I'm I'm looking forward to doing what we're doing. And really, a lot of what comes after the baby is born is kind of riding on what happens in Hawaii. So it'll be nice to make some decisions and then be able to start doing a little bit more planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel okay about it all. It's just... Right. We really don't know where we're going to be. No, but so. I know we're going to be doing something fun, and it's going to be a enjoyable time. It's yeah, going to be crazy, yeah, obviously, having our sure. first kid. Um, we did post the video on with featuring Discount Lots, which we're very grateful to work with Discount Lots. 
and we thought that was a really cool um, opportunity to get get insight on where some affordable land is. And so that's kind of what kicked this whole thing off. But the Van Fam did leave a lot of good comments on that video of things to be kind of weary of. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, we'll have to go through all those. And I mean, we appreciate the support of the, the Internet and, of course, our Van Fam and have to look into a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, even though I whine about the, the channel views sometimes, I'm really grateful just to round it in. I'm really grateful because we do get a lot of brand deals. I just got another one from a cool-looking company that uh, reached out for the initial, you know, see if we're interested in working with them. And so it, it's really cool to get those emails. And if you guys don't know, because I didn't know this before I started a channel, but um, you get paid on YouTube views, but also there's such a new a new market being formed that's, I would say like, you know, at the most it's 10 years old, but it's really the last few years, I think it's really taken off where companies and brands are seeing the value of working with creators of any size. And we get paid um, what I think is a fair amount. Some It, it varies depending on, you know, the brand and everything like that. But we, um, even small small channels like ours, we get reached out to a lot. We get a lot of cool opportunities. So I think starting a YouTube channel for me is one of the most exciting things I've done in my life. And I've, I've done a lot of cool stuff in terms of like how I make money, but this is, this is, this really fulfills me. Yeah. Does it fulfill you? Yeah, it's, it's very fulfilling. I mean, I wish that we could see growth as in progress. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody in anything they do likes to see progress. It's not very fun to be stagnant or even taking steps back, but sometimes you have to be in those difficult phases to right. move forwards. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if we just got instant success, um, and in a way we did with the Gabby Petito case that was going so viral, we covered that. But if we had just, if every, if we had just done that and then all of a sudden we're just getting like our channel's just off and running and we're getting all these views. I personally wouldn't, it wouldn't have, there's no like hardship to get there. And so I wouldn't have appreciated it. Like when it happens, which we know it will, we'll just continue to grow. I know that I'll have a much deeper appreciation for the work and the, the skill that we had to learn and the time we put in and all the talking behind the scenes that we do about what can work and stuff. So yeah. I am grateful you know, that life's not easy. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely wouldn't be as gratifying if we just can we, got crazy. Can we talk skills. about your vlogging skills, though? I mean, guys, oh, no. Allie's vlogging skills have just, you're just doing so good on the vlog now. Remember when we started? Oh, my gosh. I was a basket case. Well, <laughs> I just wasn't, I just, I had never really put myself in front of the camera on purpose. I know. And you are born to be in front of the camera. So oh I was like, my gosh. well, I'll Prima just Donna, let Dan, Diva. I'll just let Dan do it. And I'll just kind of be in the background. And then for a while there, you would give me tips on how to get better. And I'd be like, okay, well now I don't feel like doing anything because he thinks I suck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, we got over that phase, but. Did we? Yeah. Should we pause the, the podcast and get into a little tiff? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we, you've definitely increased your skill. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say anything otherwise because you've, you're, we're both getting better at it all the time, but we really look at our craft and say, what can we do? Like, I think one thing, you know, to be critical of ourselves is we need to bring more energy to our episodes. Um, one thing I'm working on a lot is like, structuring the episode before we film it so we're not just like randomly shooting stuff and we've slowly been getting better at this and that also helps me because i used to think that we needed to like a vlog everything yeah and b vlog like know exactly what we we're doing and then dan would just kind of be like we're doing this or we're doing that and then he would change his mind every single time and it was hard for me to be like wait what so mm -hmm. i just kind of trailed along behind you yeah, it is difficult when there's when it's like I kind of think of a lot of the ideas, but I I do <laughs> you change value. Your mind for yeah, I change ideas, my mind, which and is fine. I just was like I I couldn't quite uh, yeah follow along or I don't know give as much as myself to the ideas in the vlogs because I was it was sprung upon me mm -hmm. anyway. 
Well, that's why our shorts are uh, usually our shorts are pretty uh, in and out job because we have the topics written down. We're like, okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we want to like share, and then here's how we're gonna do it, and then we just go and shoot it. So if we can take the shorts method and apply it to our long form content, but it's hopefully like that helps. A lot, a lot of the time, it's also well. It's like following our lives around, but sometimes we're like, okay, how can we make this into a video? Because you can't just like literally follow around with a camera. You just do still have to put some thought into mm -hmm. how that's it's going to go. That's something we can both improve on is um, structuring our, like not scripting, but in a sense, like structuring it in kind of a way you would structure a movie, like different scenes and you know, what's the best way to approach this? And that's why I do, I don't watch Kara and Nate too often, but um, one thing I'm learning from them is that they like put themselves in certain situations and then that makes the vlog interesting. Like they'll go run, you know, let's say for a basic example, they'll go, um, they'll go live in a really cool Airbnb for a night or two and mm -hmm. then share that. And we've, we've actually explored doing that. We almost got really close to an opportunity in Breckenridge, Colorado throughout the winter during the winter, but it didn't end up happening, which is okay. It'll happen at some point, but that, you know, that's kind of a cool way to, um, find your, your video theme is by yeah. putting yourself in a cool situation and then sharing it. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, sometimes we can come up with ideas. Sometimes we have the ability to do stuff like that. And sometimes it doesn't really yeah. work quite in that sense. You, you might not have the opportunity. And so you got to kind of make something out of nothing you know <laughs> like basically when you yeah. don't have any much going on but i think anything can be made interesting and i watch a lot of and this is actually a question i wanted to ask you but i we watch a lot of different types of vloggers and um i see a lot of creative ways of making kind of basic things interesting so who who do you love to watch the most on youtube Oh, for me, it's Van Wives. Um, a, I'm really interested in what they're doing, but B, I just think they make the most creative vlogs. Mm -hmm. like I think their filming and their editing are so interesting, and I'm really impressed with how they've continually gotten better because I watched one of theirs, you know, from ages ago, and it was nothing like what they are now. Oh, really? So it's just really impressive to see that how they have grown, and then it gives inspiration to, for us to grow. Yes, a hundred percent. And I mean, you do a lot of you do all the editing, and you do a, most of the filming. But I am trying to step in more, and you know, mm -hmm. be a part of it more. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I do think Van Wives are, are quite, um, quite well composed episodes. And, and, you know, what I'm learning from a lot of vloggers is like in the niche that we operate in, which I guess kind of lifestyle vlogging is their thumbnails are all just like a picture. They don't, and so maybe we should try, I guess we should try copying in a sense what other successful vloggers do, which is like, you know, we don't need to have the perfect title. We can just say like, Let's say if something didn't work out in that episode, like it didn't work out as our title with just a picture of us and see. So we're, we're always interested in trying new things. And yeah. you also like Eamon and Beck. The dogs just caused some sort of havoc. I need to go check and make sure they're okay. Let's pause. <laughs> okay, and we're back. No, no dogs were harmed in the making of this podcast. No casualties. They just knocked something over. We, uh... I also, you like Eamon and Beck, right? Mm. So. You turned me on to them, so that's why I said that. I, it's not that I don't like them. I think they are fun and energetic and make good vlogs. I don't watch them. Yeah, yeah. But I was really sad to hear about her cancer, and I was very... I did start to get a little invested in the story of that because just is so tragic. But mm -hmm. she's fine and, and, you know, she's doing well and everything. It was just that, definitely caught my attention. That's another... It's like, it's like your accident. You right. know what I mean? Like any sort of big right, right, injury right. or negative thing, it's like really draws people in. Yeah. We, uh, 
that's another thing I think we can uh, improve on is like telling a story, you know, yeah. a consistent story all throughout every episode. And maybe we do that. And I think a lot of the people, the, the van famers that watch us are kind of, they are following along to, a, they know this, the story that we're kind of telling, I guess, but we could always do more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, um, so yeah, that's our YouTube spiel for the episode. <laughs> Anyways, thanks guys we for can, listening. We can transition into my weight. I'm at 195.5, <laughs> so I'm down two pounds. You're down two pounds. I'm down two pounds. Congrats. You wouldn't know because Dan has made a batch of cookies every single day for oh the past. gosh. Yes, well, uh, I had butter to use up, so. <laughs> we have a fridge in the van. I know. We don't really have to use up a I lot of myself. food um, to leave or anything because we've slowly been doing that. But um, you're just going to go buy more butter. No, no, I'm, I'm off butter. Oh. Um, well, we did. I did make sugar cookies. I just I, I've been loving baking. This has been a month of baking for me. I've baked so much. I've got it's really been cookies have been a lot of the thing. And, then, you know, it's like we haven't bought any. We haven't been to a single bakery. We haven't been to we haven't bought a single we haven't been out to eat other than um a van fam sherry bought us two meals at frenchie's with a gift card so yeah. thank you sherry and it was they were so good they were so good it was such a great thank treat you, sherry. but um, um other than that we haven't spent any money here and so we haven't you want to know what's interesting as well is we've been on multiple hikes and we walk a lot of the places Love i mean to walk. we go to the grocery store in the car but we've used in one month we have used less than three quarters of a tank of gas oh my goodness yeah. no way less than that because did you put any gas in that because i drove all the way back from yeah. boise on that tank of gas it's probably a big tank but yeah we're yeah. gonna have to put some in but not for sure we'll put a little bit in but we <laughs> Yeah, we've used, I don't know, like a quarter tank of gas. Yeah, no miles on Helen the van, which has been great. Yeah, it's just been She's like been parked. trips to the grocery store. Anyway, that's yeah, and we've, so that's really fun to like realize that savings, to be honest. Um, that's money realized. <laughs> it's money realized. No, so it's good, and we are, we are, but we are excited to make the long trip to... Uh. Hood River on Wednesday. Yes. Only two more nights here. The thing with that trip is we have to meet them what in the evening sometime. The thing is we can drop the car off in Boise. Well, you see their dog Pele is not apparently gets anxious. We've never witnessed it because we haven't left her for very long and we don't really know. But I don't want to leave Pele for too long. And they said that flights get delayed and canceled a lot out of Boise. We don't know. We've never flown in and out of Boise, you know, so we can't confirm that. So we'll have to wait and hear what they have to say on Wednesday to make sure that everything is fine with their flights. But we could leave their car, but I was saying we could bring Pele so she's not home alone for however many hours. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I mean, that's a lot of different things there. So... Let's just get in touch with them. But what I was getting at is we have to drive then to Hood River, which is um, four and a half hours from Boise. So, because I have an appointment the next morning. So, That's it's going to be a long bad. day. No, it's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's, it's just a, a, a late evening. If we're there before midnight, I'll, I'm happy. Yeah, I think we will be. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm down two pounds. Um, I, I don't necessarily feel any thinner, but. I as you know, if I can get, I need to get under. I've never had to say like, oh, I need to drop weight, you know. So if I can get under one ninety, back to one eighty five. What was your one eighty five? Is this your... is my fighting weight. Oh, so you're only up ten, 10 pounds. Ten and a half pounds. Yeah. So. Um, Speaking of, I feel like I should weigh myself. Oh yeah, you're up. You're up on the scales, right? Rude. Well, because you're pregnant. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but I should be monitoring it a little bit better i i was really wanting you to say that because i didn't want to say anything but you should be um so <laughs> that's why you keep bringing up your weight isn't <laughs> it? a little uh let's jump over to our to our um thing i i did want to mention um a couple different uh trending topics here that we wanted to touch on um the first is the u.s open tennis 
is starting this week. And let me just jump over here. So, babe, the U.S. Open, we've, we've wanted to get tennis rackets and start playing tennis together. What do you think about the U.S. Open? Great I event. Mean, I've never been super interested in, um, like, organized sports like that. But tennis is something I guess I watched a little bit in Australia. Right. Probably because of who I was hanging around. These Excuse me? These cute gals. These, oh. some, these friends. No guys, some of right? my friends. No, no, never. <laughs> um, and they were really interested in tennis. And okay. it is a cool sport. I like it. One I'm of the most fun sports. I'm pretty crappy at it, but I do yeah. like it. I'm terrible at it, but I did play for a, a bit with a friend and got much better. So I do love tennis. But two interesting headlines, if we have any tennis fans out there, is Serena Williams' final U.S. Open. It's her final. It's her final one. So she's retiring from tennis. She's Good been obviously her. one of the yeah. biggest stars in tennis oh, for yeah. a long time. I mean, even you know her, so that means yeah. she's pretty well known if you have a clue, <laughs> right? <laughs> Allie doesn't pay attention to sports at all. Um, 23 Grand Slam titles in her career. So uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how she does in her final one. I mean, it'd be cool for her to go out with the victory, Heck you know, yeah. in the U.S. Open, her home, so for home her. tournament. Home grand slam or home uh, major, I guess you call it. And then another headline is Novak Djokovic. I believe he's world number one. Um, I love watching Novak Djokovic play tennis, but he's not in it because he's not allowed in the country because of COVID rules, which I find to be incredibly insane and unfortunate for the sport and also just for like. It's where unfortunate we are. for the sport. I feel like if somebody that good didn't make it, I what and I was in the top, you know, whatever. Exactly. Bound to play him, I wasn't really. Yeah. I don't know, able to claim a title of of really winning. Right. You know, if he's not there to test my my skills, mm -hmm. so that is a bit of a bummer for you know the whole U.S. Open men's, I guess. Uh, he's not been allowed into a couple different tournaments because of his vaccination status, which I, I completely disagree with. I think, you know, I, obviously that's my opinion. I think, um, it hasn't, it's just, uh, let's see, how do I want to put this? It's just not something I think we should be, it should give some people, um, certain abilities like to come into the U.S. and other people can't because of a vaccine. So that's my that's my two cents. So uh, this is me being a little bit ignorant, but everybody who enters the U.S. has to have a, a vaccination if they're not a U.S. citizen. Okay. Yeah, and so he's from Serbia. Okay. So yeah, like you're saying, I think uh, you know it's just like the U.S. Open is such a great tennis tournament, and I've watched it many times in the past. But without Novak playing, especially when it gets to like the finals and stuff, it's just going to be missing that you know completeness because the best tennis player in the world the best tennis player i've ever seen isn't competing for something so trivial as the vaccine for covid so there could be u.s tennis players participating yeah. that aren't vaccinated because they i guess are so here. possibly i don't know exactly but that's yeah. a good point that it, it seems be. wild it feels like a lot of people would be willing to make an exception for one person i mean if everybody sure. else is vaccinated why well and it's just like worried about I one know. person it's, but everybody has their own opinions rules are rules i guess yeah i just think it's we're so far into this thing it's like we need to get back to normal and i just will never feel that way until we kind of get rid of these restrictions. Um, but anyways, that's uh, the U.S. Open. And another headline is, that touches home to us is the Bend, Oregon shooting. This is, this is sad and interesting and tragic and not... Pretty like, crazy. I, I don't know if anybody has ever been to Bend. It is one of the most beautiful, lovely. It's like McCall. It's really, it's really nice to be there. You know, like Fantastic everywhere you area. look is beautiful. The 
the whole town is, you know, it seems it's just like a friendly place, you know? So this is interesting to me that it happened in Bend because when I saw when I saw the headline in Oregon, I thought, oh, of course, Portland or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was just very interesting to me that it was Bend. And I know far too many people in Bend for yeah. that to feel comfortable. I mean, not uh, not that it should just never have happened, but it's crazy. Victim fought gunman in Oregon grocery store in Bend, Oregon, shooting uh, a shooting that left two dead police say. So And the 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 shooter's dead. The shooter's dead, right. Yeah. Yeah, Did that he kill hits himself then? I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can scan the article here. I didn't see it in a couple of the articles that I read didn't say that he you know, I don't think they made that claim. Well here's an interesting just, yeah. tidbit. Um the Safeway, a Safeway employee who engaged with the shooter, which is to say he attempted to disarm the shooter and attacked this person, and we believe he prevented further death in addition to the quick police response. Um, Mr. Surrett acted herlo- heroically during this terrible incident. So Mr. I mean, Surrett is a name that we should, um, I guess, put out into the sphere because that's someone who he apparently is a Safeway employee who may have prevented prevented future deaths and hope i don't know if he i mean the guy could killed, have gone but. crazy and done so much more um we've bat, we've been in that exact safe way so it's just, just oh so here's some more info um two people a six an 84 year old a customer who was shot in front of the store and Safeway employee, employee Donald Ray Surratt Jr., 66, who fought the shooter in the produce section, were both killed. So that's so it was the um, the man who ultimately you know put a stop to it was killed. So that's really sad. But yeah, Bend, Oregon. I mean, that's just so crazy. You can see where Bend is here. It's about two and a half, three hours from Portland, I believe. Uh, or no, from Hood River. It's about three, yeah, three and a half from Portland. From Portland. So it's, I just, I don't know all the gun rules and all these people getting all crazy about gun rights and everything, but it's like, why, why are people just allowed to, why do people just, I don't know. I don't know. There's no like right or wrong answer to anything. I'm not one way or the other on gun rules, but I wish that... I wish that it, like, are you allowed to carry them in Oregon? I don't know. I mean, he just yeah. had it on. Him I mean, if he, if you're gonna go shoot up a store, like, do you care what the gun rules are? No, you but know? like, where responsible he, gun owners? Where did and, he get the gun? Well, I mean, you can go to a country with that where guns are illegal for the citizens, and you can get a gun if you try hard enough. That's, I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, criminals aren't gonna adhere to any gun law. It does, so it doesn't really matter. In right. my opinion, I personally think the Second Amendment is a um, good thing for our country. And everybody I know, obviously, is a responsible gun owner. That But there's guns. so many people that aren't. Like, how how can they make it better for so this stops happening? I mean, this is crazy. Well, I mean, I, I would say probably mental health is the bigger thing. You know, yeah. we live in it. And that's all over the world, but... I think in the U.S. there's there's probably a lot of un um, I guess undiagnosed or untreated mental health and I don't mean who knows what happened here. Sure. I mean obviously any any shooting is insane, but um, I guess I would disagree with your. I don't know what you're saying necessarily, but um, gun I'm, laws aren't going to stop. I don't psychos. see needs for guns, but whatever. I, I just, don't see a need for a gun, but. You don't have a if you don't have a gun the one time you need a gun you're going to be like oh now I see a need for it that's my opinion. Well, if there is a one time that I don't need a gun and they take my life, okay. <laughs> like I you know, I don't know, like I just don't expect that to happen in my life. Well, I mean, I don't expect to fracture my pelvis. <laughs> Next thing you know, I fracture. That's a different story. That's an accident. Accidents happen all the time. Well, actually so do gun shootings. They happen all the time in the states. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know what other countries gun rules are. And I am I'm not saying we shouldn't have guns. I just I don't understand. Like, how if, how come we can't come up with a better plan? Here's for my guns? thing. Here's my thing is if we could trust government, we would need guns. 
but government cannot be trusted. You agree with that, I assume. Uh, trusted for what, though? To do the right thing. Whether it's left or right. I, I personally, I mean, government, politicians cannot be trusted. And yeah, they so, lie a lot, but whatever. I mean, this is. But that's why we have a. a the, that's why we have political, guns. And I'm not trying to go that way. It's just so tragic. But so many people keep doing and saying things like, when will this end? When It's like, probably never. It's like saying, when will we stop having wars? Right. I mean, probably never. Yeah. And, and then I, you look at like, well, who starts a war? Well, Dick Cheney started, you know, I mean, I, I would argue the, uh, with the weapons of mass destruction lie and stuff like that. That's one example. There's, I think all poll, I don't, you and I are not on any side politically because I personally believe all politicians are, uh, everything's controlled by money and so, most of it, everything probably is a big scam. I don't know the ins and outs of the political world, but um, yeah, I mean, it'd be great if we lived in a utopia. I'd say that. I don't know. It's just so sad and that people keep dying and it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy when it happens close to home, like in Bend. It's really mind-blowing. You know, I don't really even know what to say or how to feel about it besides just that I feel so sorry for the people surrounding it. And now, like, you know, what if we had moved to Bend? Like, what would we do? Like, would we feel comfortable going I mean, what if I was there shopping for sugar cookie ingredients? How stupid would I feel? Because it's like, oh, man, the one time I got – the one time I was out shopping for sugar cookie ingredients – that's when I run into a mass shooter. Then again, you could say, well, what if I had a gun? Maybe I could have done something. And but you wouldn't have a gun on you to cook would sugar cookie no. ingredients. Well, I don't know. I mean, sugar cookies are serious business, so I can't say what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's, well, no, we can, there's, just, there's is, not a lot of like good answers to no, any of, of this, not. but That's, it's just so... It's really frustrating. You know, I have a lot of friends overseas from living overseas for so long. And a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, your country is just so messed up. And why do they allow this? And, you know, we have a ton of Canadian friends as well They're just across the border who are like, get, I mean, like, get it together. Like, why do we have such an issue with it? Nowhere else does. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, I mean, we don't we we don't I see get, news from other countries as much as we see news from our own. Well, I guess it's all the people that I hear from. So like Australia, yeah, I mean, obviously it's New Zealanders, here. a lot of people in Europe. You know, I can't really compare to. I don't think this is happening in China, but like I just can't really compare <laughs> to, here's, to to everywhere. Of here's course, something but. though, if uh, you know, like a lot of Canadians will say. Like, oh, your healthcare system is so screwed up. But it's like, but they have tons of issues. I mean, some people can't get this, like, necessary surgeries for years up in Canada because of their healthcare. So it's like, you know, I think it all comes down to politics. If we, it, you know, it's kind of like we could spend all this money we waste on, like, military and huge defense budgets and all this stuff to solve pretty much every problem in the world. I assume there's so much money just blown by governments, whether it's our government or a different government. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, we, oh, can, I agree with that for we, sure. we can, so much money we can go back and forth on, you know, all this stuff. But I think ultimately it comes down to the fact that us common folk, everyday people, we, we need to see ourselves as we are all in this together. And ultimately, like we can't, my my view is like we can't really align ourselves with people in high positions of power like they don't relate to us and we pretty much i think all want the same thing we all want to feel safe in our communities we all want to feed we all want to help other people you know and i go out into the to the world and i don't and i'm not on my phone or i'm not watching the news and i'm disconnected from that everybody i meet you know, occasionally you find someone in a bad mood, whatever. But everyone I meet is like, there's fr everyone's friendly. I don't know like what your beliefs are, but everyone's friendly. We travel all over the country. We travel to Mexico. We travel to Canada. And 
for the most part, I mean, really, I, everyone seems to want the same thing. And I think, you know, I don't know what it is about power, but it definitely corrupts and money corrupts. Um, and I think, I think striving to build wealth is fine. You know, we're doing that. We want to be able to provide a great life for our kids and do cool things and share it with the Van fam. But I think there's something that happens with power where it just corrupts. And um, yeah, it's just, it's where, and then we get, we bicker over all these issues that, you know, it's like almost like stuff to keep us, you know, like, oh, let the, let the common people bicker about these different issues, but let's ignore the big, you know, the things that are probably causing all of everyone's problems. And it's not Republicans and Democrats. It's people above that level. Yeah. Ooh. A big yeah. kick? Big kick? How about a kick sound effect? Ooh. Okay, there we go. Because kick we're sound on effect. Live yesterday, we now have a kick sound effect because... You... Ooh, that was a big one. You totally um, derailed us and got us so political there. I don't want you to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, I do. I guess we did cover that. But um, there was a hero in Bend, Oregon, and um, I'll read his name one more time. Donald Ray Surratt Jr. Um, likely saved more lives today, even, and unfortunately, he lost his life. So. Um, that's someone in Bend, Oregon that we can, that's an Oregonian we can be Just proud like of. Just like Sunday night shopping. Like who, who, who Crazy. else does there? So many people shop on a Sunday. Crazy. I had to have been packed. Yeah, we don't know. Um, here's a cool topic that gets us into a lighter, um, a lighter subject is the love is blind first off why don't we tell the story about um when we were watching the love is blind so okay show so we're occasionally be real honest with you guys this is pretty embarrassing occasionally we watch shows on a on our phone a phone in the center console and i mostly listen to it if i'm driving and um and it's a good way to pass time while you're cruising around. To be honest, I don't even think we put something on when I'm driving. No, I don't feel that comfortable that. with it. We I'm, would never do that. <laughs> you would be. I mean, this in this story, this is as bad as we ever want it to get. But we were so into the Love is Blind on Netflix season two that we we were getting late into the night and we were in Twin Falls, Idaho. Or just We were like, oh, we'll stay in Twin Falls for the night on our way back to Oregon. The day we found out we were pregnant. Yeah, the day we found out. The day before, I guess. But anyways, we get off the, we take the exit ramp off the highway and we're turning and we're just on the main road going into Twin Falls and all of a sudden all the power in the van cuts out and we're like, what the heck? We're always on edge at that time because the van had just had an issue and couple months ago so we had just pulled off we had just pulled off an on-ramp onto but it was a, a highway road. it was st- yeah it was like a small highway yeah it was like a six lane yeah it was big with a turning thing in the middle i mean it was yeah. a big very interstate I luckily guess luckily i was able to get off with enough coasting yeah. power to get off to the side and there was nobody coming up behind us like it wasn't yeah. like a dangerous was situation but yeah it was late at night it was dark and it was Freezing. Middle of February. Or like, end of February. But like actually, fl- like definitely. One degree. Yeah. And like not icy roads by any means, but like if you, <laughs> something got wet outside, it'd be frozen real quick. Anyways. Well, we ran out of gas because we were watching the show and some police officers helped us. And that was, we've told that story before. Dan was like, I mean, Dan, we could see a gas station, but it's still pretty far. So Dan was going to jump on his bike and we do have a little gas can in the van, but that would have been a cold journey. So the really, really nice police officers came and helped us out. State troopers, actually. But anyways, we were watching Love is Blind. That's the main, that's the meat of this story. And that's a really good show. But basically... The two people from season two, the two couples that got married are now separated. So this article is just really interesting to me, mainly because Dan, how Dan and I met, I guess I just, I kind of gave up on the idea of meeting somebody in person for a long time because really, I, well, I didn't meet anyone interesting for years, years and years. And I wasn't looking, but I still didn't even meet somebody worthy of talking to in person wow for the entire five, for like five years 
But the thing is, is so the show is based on, it's made for entertainment. There's no like scientists behind it. But what they're trying to do is prove that you can love somebody, you know, without, you don't see them. So these people like date each other behind a wall and you don't get to see if they are the height or the hair color, the eye color or the body build that you envision yourself, you know, the person you... So they take attraction out of it, right. physical attraction, right? and they put it all into the emotional attraction, Yeah, the emotional connection. For sure. Um, and I have definitely been interested in somebody who's at least been funny, you know, and like I can, I can put aside... You like funny guys? Like funny guys. <laughs> I'll make you funny? laugh. I got a few jokes up my sleeve. But it's just interesting. It was interesting to watch how the show would go and then they met and there's one particular couple where I think the gal is gorgeous and the guy just kept saying how he didn't find her attractive at all. Remember Shake and Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and she realized that and decided not to marry him and so the couples that did get married went through with everything, which out of six I think there were two, and they are now divorced. Boo hoo, boo hiskers as I would say. Interesting. I mean, don't you think it's... Well, I, I personally, my philosophy on dating is um, I think I think we live in a society today where so many men are afraid to approach. And I actually taught myself how to do cold approaches on the street in Portland when I was in my uh, mid-20s. And that was one of the most valuable experiences of my life where I would learn, okay, what can I... How can I come off as normal and not like creep girls out and... Get, start a conversation and not have it be where it's awkward and like where they're like, oh, I got to get away from this guy. So um, me and a friend learned how to do this and got quite good at it. And I met a lot of really cool girls that way and went on a lot of dates. And this was like at the time when I was like, okay, I'm, like I feel this desire to date, but the internet is not producing for me. And I'm like having to like, it, I, I mean, I'm super against internet dating for myself because for some reason, I, I just feel like I was not being seen, I guess. And and I think a lot of people feel that way. So this was a skill set that vault that completely changed my dating um, life. And those skills that I learned doing that, like being able to talk to girls, have normal conversations, instead of walking up to a girl and be like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Like, how do I do it? Oh, I'm falling apart. I learned to control my emotions and have a conversation and create physical attraction through conversation which is a very valuable skill and i think it's a skill that's not very common these days amongst men and so that Why ultimately you share what you would say to these women it i mean i it wasn't a script you know the first thing i would say is i would kind of like from a like a probably 10 feet before they got to me like i would be like making eye contact with them like hey like and so that they, so I wouldn't just be like jumping out of in front of them, but <laughs> yeah. they would see me come. And they'd be like, "What the heck's going on?" And I'd say, "Hey, sorry, I just saw you, and I thought that you looked really nice." Just super basic. So they're like, "Oh, because you want to, you want uh, someone to know why you're stomping them right yeah, away," yeah. you know. So, um, so immediately she she would know like, "Oh, this is like a kind of a unique situation," yeah. and he stopped me because I feel really, I I look really nice. And <laughs> Probably because that is so rare. These women sure. are so, I mean, it's so, that's so flattering. I, I've rarely, shoot, I'll get all dressed up, go out with my girlfriends, whatever. We don't have You'll people never telling have a guy us do that. that. No. You'll have drunk guys at bars come up and like yeah. try and do weird stuff. And yeah, that's and by works. then it's like creepy and you're like, I'm yeah. here with my friends. I'm not interested in and meeting it, you. Me but it's, it's just interesting because you gave something that's just so rare. Mm -hmm. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, well, and, you know, maybe some people will hear this and be like, oh, that sounds creepy. I can tell you that when you get good at it, every interaction I ever had was so positive. Like, whether I left with your phone number or we went on an instant date or whatever this were, the whatever happened, um, the conversation was, I would always leave it with a positive thing. And you learn to check your ego at the door and you learn to say, like, you just, it's so valuable. Like, if, if I have a son, I really hope I can impart this skill onto him. But the only way to gain this skill is to get your feet wet and get out into the, to the trenches and do it during the daytime. You can do it at night too, but like during the daytime, 
um, is such a valuable skill to learn. And But ultimately, it's what led me to be able to confidently and, and almost easily meet, like see a girl like you, who I'm like, oh, I, you know, I have, I feel like I have a physical connection or I guess I, I see you and I'm, you know, you kind of judge, you kind of are supposed to look at like, oh, I see her and like immediately I can kind of feel that I need to go approach her. And that's kind of the part of the skill is like acting on your instincts. And so when I met you, it was like the first night I met you and I'm came like out of his mouth, doing all these weird things. This guy was very well versed i'm like this guy does this to everybody get away from me you over, you overdid it just well i was just bit. having fun i mean i wasn't trying to do anything i was just having fun with you and you're such a sucker that you fell for it <laughs> <laughs> no well, but, but i mean nobody i tell people this story and they're like oh my gosh what a psycho to me it was hilarious i didn't i didn't find it creepy but i was like okay that'll do get out of here dude but like to, I mean, I left that night because I was like, I don't want any more of it from him. I mean, I was just sincerely well, I, like, I wasn't like chasing you around. No, no, no. But I was just in a position. I was feeling. I, I really had just yeah, ended a relationship over. basically, and was just not right. You know, just didn't want anyone else coming in. Right. But uh, it was just because I say that story to a lot of my friends, and they're like. That guy sounds like a psycho. And it's like, it was actually really flattering. Some of it was flattering. Some of it was so ridiculous. It was an obvious lie. But it made me laugh. And it's just funny because it's like all the guys that I've told. I mean, I can remember one time in particular. I told like there were like eight guys I was skiing with. And I told them all the story. And they were all just like, no way. And I'm like... Yeah, like try it. <laughs> Do it to some girls. See you what can't, happens. Yeah, you, you can't just like hear the hear that and go do it. Yeah. Um it's it's one of but I I guess to get back to dating, like we I think so many women like feel helpless because there's so few men approaching and so few men crafting uh this skill set of like how can I be a gentleman and how can I make a woman feel special but also like not have to just like kind of sit back and be passive with the internet dating i felt so such a lack of control when i was using apps that i i just truly they didn't work for me and so i took a proactive approach and it ended up being quite um, valuable life lesson i learned life skills from it not just like how to talk to girls but how to talk to people and um And so for me, Love is Blind is kind of like just more entertainment, obviously. And I think it's entertainment for everybody. But I personally don't. um, I'm not surprised to see (laughs) these couples get divorced because it's not really how human nature works. It's a nice idea, though, to say like, oh, you don't need to see someone physically. And that's probably true. You know, there's a lot of arranged marriages that people there's been studies done on arranged marriages and people are extremely happy after 50 years. But when they first saw each other, it was like, oh, great. You know, like, oh, this yeah. isn't what I wanted for my life. But um, I think in this instance, it's just uh, but the, not the, really I mean, it's quite great. different than an arranged marriage because totally. your family totally. picks out right. in a lot of situations. That was your just an example. Picks it out. But, yeah, I mean, these people still pick each other out. They just don't know what each other looks like. And, to I mean, to be honest, if I did the love is blind thing and I met a guy who was hilarious and I thought that I – fell for him and then saw him in person and this is so shallow of me but he was like really short (laughs) or like gosh sorry that's i mean that's so shallow Uh, but i'm being completely honest here yeah be radically honest like i'm not so concerned about looks but if i didn't feel like i could be protected like let's say he was just a lot smaller than me and i didn't feel like he could protect me in a time of need that's really important to me exactly i don't think i could have gone through with it unfortunately yeah that's a fundamental female um desire and i I don't i didn't need somebody six three i just i just got lucky i just i just like i i i don't (laughs) feel secure if i don't have you know if i'm of course uh that's one thing i I mean when you talk about height it was like I put six three on my dating profile, and it's like that scored me points. And it's such a dumb thing. And there's so many guys that are like five ten or whatever, five eight, 
and that immediately knocks such him down. But they could be them. such I, great. They they probably sure. are in the normal circumstances really cool people. And but I, we are it's such a meat market online. I really really think I mean I personally think social media and has had a mostly negative effects on everyone. That's why I prefer to create long form content where you kind of tell a story and it's a lot more work and it's a lot harder and mm -hmm. requires more creativity than like short little like an Instagram post or something. But um, I think overall, but when it comes to online dating, it has severely crippled the dating. And you know, Elon Musk says one of the biggest threats to humanity is population collapse. And I mean, that's why, you know, to to go back to like the dating skill I learned, I could have kept dating and but eventually like I and I feel this now and I'm glad I'm, I am where I am because it's like I'm ready to move on with life. I'm ready to, you know, start a family and do that instead of just if you had talked to me in my mid 20s, I would have been like. Oh, all I want to do is just, I never want to get married. I just want to meet girls and just, you know, have a bunch of, you know, do all, have different crazy experiences with different girls and all this stuff, you know, like meet girls in different countries using that skill. Like that's what I, that was the ultimate goal. But it, what I really got from it was the ability to confidently meet a girl in, you know, I guess to perform in the moment when it really counted is what I got from it. And so it's like, well, then one night, you know, you're, you show up in my life and it's like, you were going to leave a few days after that and you ended up staying for a month longer. So it's like, you know, we made that connection and that kind of helped foster what might not have actually happened between us. But so I think it's like, I learned that skill and it was valuable because in, a, in the moment when I needed it most, it, it worked for me and it helped well, me. Going back to that, how long did I tell you I was going to... I don't know, like a couple days, a week or something. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to be in town for That's another funny. week. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I think Love is Blind is pure entertainment. And I really, um, I really hope these, this skill is something you can learn on YouTube, on the internet. That's where I learned it. I told Dan to create a course for it. I thought he yeah. had and a course. And there's a million courses for dating out there. Um, and you just have the, the the real course is going out and doing it. And I think I had a friend, a really good a good friend of mine to to this day, um, who also has his first kid on the way um, a few months after us. But uh, I know he's got the same skill, and I know he can use that skill in in life. But I really think having a friend with you to like push you and to say no, you have to go approach that girl because approach anxiety is is a crazy thing. It's like anxiety is anxiety and we've all felt that but when you have someone that's like no you have to go do it you know i saw your i saw your eyes light up when you saw her um, that's a that's what makes going out and, and learning the skill a lot more fun so if you're out there and you're listening to this that's how i would suggest but i know there's a, you know i feel bad for for the the state of of the dating world at this moment because i every relationship i've had that's meant something i've met the person in like just through my everyday activities. Yeah, it's unfortunate I have a handful of people in my life who I think are literally some of the best people in the world that, that I've ever met. And they just can't seem to find anyone. And I had a, a year and a half relationship just before Dan uh, with somebody that I met online. and. I didn't think anything was ever going to come from online. I was actually just trying to make friends. I was in a new place. I was, you know, whatever. And and then that happened, and I thought it was really cool, and I I thought we would be together a lot longer. And anyway, um, he still used the dating apps, which is why it ended. But He was um, using the dating apps while you were dating. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's never good. <laughs> um, so... But the, like all of my, you know, these, let's say five women that I can think of off the top of my head without even trying, that I'm very close with. I love them to absolute bits. I think the world of them, I think they would be fantastic partners. Do you hate them? I just don't, like, I don't know if they're ever, like, are they going to find people well, who, you know, if... Life works in mysterious yeah, ways. Yeah, I, I, I just... I think ultimately, if you feel helpless, 
one of the most and especially like if you're a woman and you're like and this is just my take as a man but if you're if you're a woman and you feel like you don't ever get like approach and your only avenue is the dating apps i would personally suggest like for me like getting into kiting a hobby that i'm really into that i travel for super passionate about is another way like instead of like just hoping that you meet a guy that or that a guy comes and approaches you and instead of like waiting on the apps to work being passionate about something that you really get into and you're not there to meet someone but you're there because you love the sport or you love the activity or whatever it is that is a really good way to meet people and so but i will say that like i thought I was like I'll just meet somebody through skiing because skiing was my number one sport it still is but it's like it was my number one focus in life and I was like I'll just meet somebody who skis whenever you know I'm I'm in no rush I was just happy doing my thing and I never did I so the never thing about did but what I have to say is so but then I did in kiting right but the you know, I, I do have a number of people in my life who have incredible marriages with somebody they met online. Yeah, so of course. It, I'm not saying like the internet doesn't work. It totally works. I've yeah. seen it in with people in my life. Um, it just doesn't work for me, like I said. But um, the thing with skiing, just to like, like you, I, you can say, oh, go get into a, an activity and you'll meet someone. You know, that's a good way to meet someone. I think when it comes to like a huge activity, like let's say you're like, I'm like, go, you know, get obsessed with golf and you'll meet someone that way. It's like you have to, if it's a big thing, like kiting is niche. And so we know, I know people all over the world because the kiting community is so small and we meet up in these, pla- there's only so many places and so many times a year to get yeah. really good wind. So if it's a big sport or a big activity, you have to get into like a subgroup. So maybe you like join a club at a certain golf course or something, yeah. or you're like in a ski team, you know, a recreational ski team, something like that. But it, an activity is a good way to not have to rely on the apps. And so we went we went off on, this is all, all um, love is blind's fault that we went into this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so guys, we have, um, to this this week's podcast and next week podcast the whole thing is going to be free on spotify itunes youtube wherever you watch or listen and then after that the first half is going to be free and the second half will be premium on patreon so our patreon is just patreon.com forward slash ali and dan you can find us there we have a bunch of different tiers to choose from they're all um, they all get you the same thing. It's just a matter of how much you want to pledge to support. And we appreciate that so, so much. I mean, you know, talking about our channel and how much, how many different ways there are to make money on you doing YouTube for us not to just have to rely on views is such an important thing. And so having Patreon and brand deals and, um, whatever else we've, we've used to kind of make ends meet doing this. Patreon's really important for us. Yeah. And, and that's why we started the podcast. Yeah. And we really like Patreon. And this is one of, you're right, another way that we wanted to show them our uh, gratitude for being part of our Patreon. Yeah, to put something out there that is like, <clears throat> oh, if I, if I subscribe to Patreon, I can listen to the full podcast. And that's what I like about Patreon. And that's well, the only Patreons I'm subscribed to are people that do like a podcast where it's like maybe it's half free or half not or the whole podcast is on Patreon, but you get like something that you look forward to every week. And so hopefully if you're joining Patreon because of the podcast, that would be awesome because that means doing the podcast has really um, brought some value to your life. And I know that we've gotten so much better at the podcast in the last month that we've been here in McCall since we started it. I'm super happy we're doing it. Yeah, it's I I really like it. I thought, oh, that sounds so difficult to start all of this. Well, Dan's doing all the back work, so thank you. I mean, it's but, really easy. Um, you know, you got a camera, a couple mics, and you're yeah, good I mean, to go. We you have don't have to gear, have the best so, stuff. Yeah, you don't have to have the nicest equipment to do this. Um, 
So we've just crossed the hour mark. So that is episode four of the Allie and Dan podcast in the books. Please, if you're on YouTube, leave us a comment. Smash the like button. Um, Rate and review us on um, Apple and Spotify, please. Please, Wherever you're listening to us, uh, we just appreciate it so much. And we look forward to seeing you Next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday. Okay, guys. Adios. And if you have any, sorry, but if you have any ideas or topics you think we should discuss, leave them in the comments and we'll be happy to do that next week. Always, always. See you guys in a week on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.